This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, it's Babs. If you live in Portland, Oregon, come see me. I'm headlining at the Siren Theater on Wednesday, July 26th. Show's at 7.30 p.m. I'm going to be running a lot of new jokes, and I just am really excited to do it in one of my favorite towns to do comedy. So Wednesday, July 26th at the Siren Theater in Portland. You can get tickets at sirentheater.com or on my Twitter feed or wherever. And I can't wait to see you out there. I'm Babs Gray, and I really hope all these ants in my house aren't reading my journal right now, because they might eat all the beef jerky I have in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm Brandy Posey, and transcendental meditation is what happens when I don't set LAX on fire with my mind. (laughs) I'm Tess Barker, and unhealthy snacks are so motivating. Mm. And this is Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Welcome to the show, everybody. Speaking of unhealthy snacks, I have had two bowls of Reese's Puffs today, and I don't feel good. Mm. Oh. (laughs) Oh, I was excited about it. I forgot, man, so we just did our 24-hour live stream uh, mm-hmm. for patrons and it was a fucking blast um, and we were so delirious when we left that we left all the cereal at your place <laughs> I know I'll, I'll distribute some stuff to you guys because I can't have all this in my yeah. house that was one of our like obviously later stage activities is we watched cartoons and ate cereal and that was like that was clutch felt so good that eating cereal and watching cartoons awesome was so fun <laughs> you get why yeah. you love it as a kid it's yeah great. it was so soothing because mm-hmm. we lit- yeah we'd been awake all night and it was just like the best activity mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah shout out to everyone who joined us for that we had so much fun it was ridiculous it was everything we wanted it to be and it was. yeah yeah it was a, a lovely time may i say we crushed it like actually the entire time it went better than <laughs> expected and it was really really fun i think everybody tuning in had fun we had fun doing it mm-hmm. Um, and it's also it's available um, on our Patreon. Um, yeah. So if you missed it, you can still sign up and go enjoy a big. You know, you want to see we us put out a lot at our most yeah. lucid. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. We, we also found so- some interesting, will I, uh, conspiracy theories. We found yes. we found some oh, interesting so- stuff right away. Yeah. Dare I say you're gonna if you do, you're gonna find interesting things. You're gonna find holes in the universe. You might learn a new skill. Yeah. Yes. New you skills, new facts. New facts. new facts. There's lots of like honestly, a lot of edutainment happened and I'm really <laughs> proud of us. And um it's highly watchable. It was super, super fun. Lots of surprises for, for you and for us. And um, you know, we put out con- a, a ton of content every week constantly already. Um, but this is a big twenty four hour chunk 
on top of everything else that we do for you guys. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> yeah, so, patreon.com yeah. slash lady to lady. <laughs> go yeah, go to our Patreon to enjoy the madness and thank you everybody who came to it live. It Seriously? was great. Heck yeah. yeah. And uh Sh- let's see we're Shell in- attract shell. I'll shell attract that shell. That's all we can shell. say. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> and this is end of July. I'm in Portland. Uh basically the end the next next week the last week of july i'll be doing shows all over town in portland so check out my dates on my instagram um for that stuff heck yeah we had a real fun episode right now this is uh this is a blast i enjoyed this this was super fun i was really excited to have this gal on um she's the founder of talking shrimp and she's got a new book out. It's all about being a late bloomer, a sometimes unspiritual slacker, and it's just really funny. And we had a lovely time talking with the author of Tough Titties, Laura Belgray. Oh my God, let's just jump into hanging out with our guest today. So excited to have her. Laura Belgray, hi. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I Yeah, of course. We already, we're, we're already hitting it off, off mic, everybody, just so you know. So I hope you're excited. For this one, <laughs> <laughs> Laura's here to talk about her new book, Tough Titties on Living Your Best Life When You're the Effing Worst. Um, I love this. Tell us about, you know, everything. Tell us about the book, your journey to making the book, and and just, yeah, the whole oh, sure. spiel. Okay, so the book, uh, in a nutshell, it's a memoir and essays about growing up, screwing up at life in New York in the 80s, 90s, and aughts. My husband, my own husband, describes it as loser sex in the city. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is your husband a, which character does he see you as, as the loser version? Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Oh, that is good. He wouldn't know. He'd be like, I don't know, what are their names? What are their names again? Yeah. Um, He'd probably Mm -hmm. confuse it with Girls, the other show he refuses to watch. (laughs) (laughs) See, that sounds like, what does that sound like? A Steve move to us from Sex and the City? I'm trying to figure out who he is. He in the loser version. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, poor Steve. Oh, I love Steve. It's been painful. His, His deafness journey. I know. And, yeah, yeah. I I haven't watched the the and and, <laughs> and just, just like that. that. So I'm just no kind one can of even living in old title. Steve. No one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just so embarrassing. And and not least of which is Mar- I think Miranda was the least embarrassing in the original incarnation, and has taken yeah. a complete yes. 180. Oh, for the full embarrassing. Yes, <laughs> that's a you know I feel like that's a journey that we're all going to experience at some point. So. <laughs> The least embarrassing becoming the most. So maybe that's realistic. I don't know. I'm not going her path. I'm not. not. (laughs) Now, Laura, when you say you fucked up, like, what do you mean by that? Like, were were you someone who always kind of, did you consider yourself a fuck up? Or like, where did that assessment come from? I would say low level fuck up. I wasn't the person who did, we were just discussing Requiem for a Dream. I was never, (laughs) you know, in that situation. Um, I didn't do drugs, didn't even drink really. I was a, like, I was a bar hoe right after college for a full year. Um, And I told my parents I was networking. They would say, what progress are you making looking for a job? Like, what are you doing at till four in the morning? (laughs) Networking, really. I was like, just hanging around a bar, drinking Diet Cokes. Um, And (laughs) I owe those poor bartenders, like so many, so many, um, so much pay in back tips 
because I didn't know that I was supposed to tip on like free Diet Cokes, but I would sit there and slurp them all night. And people thought I was a drunk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and you them. weren't tipping. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. That is yeah. fucking up. But that's a young, yeah. that's a young person if, if you ever heard of one. Yes. Yeah. I yes. feel like you're not told about tipping really unless like until like mid 20s. Like, you know, like you're kind of like told, but then it's like. I think I'm it depends to remember. if you work in a restaurant. If you work right. in a restaurant, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Right <laughs> I had even I had even waitressed myself, um, uh, oh. and and was trying to be a bartender. I think that's bartending karma for you. Like that, <laughs> I wasn't tipping, and I didn't get any. Well, I got two terrible bartending jobs and screwed up at those. I was fired from both of them. <laughs> um, and they were they were terrible jobs. But yeah, I just didn't understand that you were supposed to tip on like free stuff. I didn't learn that until I was dating my now husband who mm. worked in restaurants for many years. And so when we started dating, people would send us out all this free food and he would tip on it. Like he'd say, well, the bill would be with all yep. this added in, mm-hmm. it would be X amount. And he would tip on that. I'd be like, what? We didn't ask for any of that. Why are you tipping on it? <laughs> and so I, I, it took me a while to get it. But um, it's just in terms of screwing up, I've always been a late bloomer, just taking my slow, sweet time to mm-hmm. get ahead in life where my friends were on the, everybody I knew was on the track of like getting, I mean, this was the 90s. So there were no influence, no influencers. There was no way to like hop on social media and make a career out of that um, mm-hmm. and sleep till noon, which is what I wanted to do. My friends were all getting jobs in like, you know, um, legal for big white white shoe legal firms and mm-hmm. as paralegals and um, you know at bookstores, whatever, what have you. They were all getting nine to five jobs, the kind you were supposed to get. And I was quote networking. Uh, and I mean, then, it sounds and- like you were just ahead of your time. Honestly, <laughs> it's like you were an influencer before the title had been yeah. created. Honestly, yeah. it also, every time true. you say networking, it really cracks me up because my husband, <laughs> the if he goes out without me, it's usually like to a work event or something. I know he's got he's like really drunk if he comes home and he's like, I did a lot of networking. Like, <laughs> Go drink some water. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I will yes, say code word. the last bar friend that I made booked me on a show so you know hey mm-hmm. it does happen mm-hmm. there you go exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I like I could not hack it I did end up getting jobs like the first nine to five job I got I lasted a good six months at and I could not hack getting there at 10 a.m it was a, originally a 10 to 6 job and then they had summer hours which was supposed to be nine to six I could not make it there by nine I couldn't Wait, summer hours are supposed to be less What's going on? Well, (laughs) the idea there was, and I think really ill-conceived, you work four days a week, 10 to 6, once summer hits, and then you get a half day on Fridays. But because I was late consistently, I was punished. I was given detention on Fridays. And yes, forced to stay late. I've Even never heard of detention versus just getting fired. <laughs> that is really funny because they're they're legally obligated to pay you for that detention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would think so. You know, one thing I learned, that's it's not in the book, but what I learned is if you're really bad at a job and think you're going to be fired at some point or quit, don't use your don't use your sick days. Use your no, sorry, don't use your vacation days to take off. 
Use your sick days because the sick days don't roll over when you're fired. You don't get them. They're not handed to you. Vacation days are. And I had used all my vacation days and thought I had all these sick days, paid sick days coming to me. Mm -hmm. Hot tip. tip. If you're really bad at at your job or corporate life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, save yeah. up yeah, the vacation to the days. choir. We have yes. a lot of listeners I think will be interested to hear that. Yeah, that's a great tip. <laughs> yeah. So, so I saw that you... Yes. Oh, sorry, yeah, go, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and it's like, that is that is my version of fucking, of screwing up. Do, do we say the F word you on can, the show? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. up. Yes, yes, um, yes. And just being... Being the worst in the sense of not a bad person, but the worst at life, bad at adulting, someone who is always having to apologize and say, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm the worst. Like, I dropped the ball, I'm the worst. I didn't get my paperwork handed in, I'm the worst. Um, I would, I can't make it tonight. I'm so sorry, I'm the worst. Like, just a canceller, a late person, um, mm-hmm. a paperwork ignoring per- I mean, I have stacks of paperwork still that I like have rings of coffee on them that I was, oh gosh, I was supposed to um, get, um, uh, schedule a mammogram screening, mm. you know, two years ago. No, I do take care of that. But uh, all that want, scheduling stuff is hard. Yes, Cause it's hard because you get the is. paper to schedule the thing. And then there was also the actual thing. You wish the paper mm-hmm. would just be the thing, but now you got yes. sort of multiple uh, look, steps. Even uh, opening an envelope to me is exhausting. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I'm right. I'm right like there that. with you. I've, I'm. I'm yeah. currently looking at the pile to my left and knowing <laughs> it should be looked at. <laughs> I've gotten better with mail, but I. I've- I think when I was younger, I don't know if this resonates with you guys, but part of my avoidance had to do with the fact that like a good 30% of my mail was either a delinquent bill or a parking ticket. So I was like, I'm not opening none of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's no yeah. incentive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's generally not something you want to see. For like, yeah. even though I'm past that, I'm not getting like those delinquent bills now. It's pretty it's probably not something i want to see, you know. So yeah. I'm just like, uh, it's can wait. I mean, I have that thing like, you know, I have the whatever HMO where you have to get approved to go to the specialist, oh, right? Oh, Paperwork. So they sent. So they sent me the thing that was like, okay, now you can call the doctor and now you can make the appointment. Well, I I didn't do it in time, so I had to go back to my doctor and get the reapproval thing. And now I'm like, I don't even know when that approval runs out. I have to find the paper and hopefully get it done before. <laughs> but yeah, it's that whole always that cycle of just like something's not never done. You know, you need to do it. You feel bad because you should do it, and then. That spiral just like I've paid so many late fees that I didn't need to pay. Like I could have paid the bill. I had the money to pay the bill. I just couldn't (laughs) bear to deal with the bill. Like actually write a check and put a stamp on something. I cannot do that. I I think I used to have a joke about this, but I do think like why is it like when we order a pizza from Domino's, like that's so easy. Like why is it so much easier to order a Domino's pizza than to go see the cardiologist? (laughs) <laughs> That's a very good question. Pizza's I mean, Domino's, yes, and Domino's doesn't make you sit and wait naked in a paper thing. They're bringing it for to like you. 40 minutes. Right. That's but just but like yeah. scheduling it. Yeah, let me put in, need to go to doctor in some fucking yes. app and then show me a tracker, right. your appointments in half hour, you got you got health coming. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. More trackers. Exactly. Yes, I think you're onto something here. I do too. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, we need your it, and health need will to, arrive hot and yes, fresh. Yes. Yes. Exactly. We need to trick ourselves where like maybe it's 
like you're like, oh, I don't even know what is this is. It could be pizza or it could be the doctor. And oh, like, oh, yes. Yeah. I and need so to be like, tricked. How's I'm that be for a new reality <laughs> game show, pizza or doctor? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so awful. <laughs> is it stuffed crust or a colonoscopy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> People are- what is stuffing the crust? Cheese or a hose? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is stuffed crust. It's rich crust. <laughs> Somebody's like, we are going to see pizza or doctor. I swear to God. Oh, like, for sure. It's happening. This needs to happen. I would have liked a doctor <laughs> with a mouthful of pepperoni. <laughs> nice <laughs> so you so part of the book is that you got two breast reductions and they came mm. back yes they both came back because oh it gosh. turns out i'm part starfish my <laughs> breast, wow. yeah um the the first time i was about 28 and i was so excited for this breast reduction and it was nice like i was like oh i finally have tits that like i can wear a small bra I don't mm-hmm. have to wear the, you know, the double uh, sports bra situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was chafing. And, yeah. Um, and it, I mean, it went well and it, it was it like the result was good. And then I guess in the next six years or so, they grew back completely. And then and then some and beyond and wow. had to have them redone. And then they came back again. But um, I think they've stayed steady. I think they hit a plateau, which is stopping short of where they might have gone. So that's a good thing. So they didn't grow back all the way. Yeah, because they were on a train to just madness, like down to the, I mean, I don't want to talk smack about my mom or her body. I don't want to talk about bodies, but... Um, (laughs) yeah hers hers were a crystal ball like two giant crystal balls of where mine are going or were going so yeah Uh, it's like your body just wants to have big boobs it does it does and I do my my body wants them and my heart and brain do not and Mm, um and really they're just like the bras they make for large boobs are not accommodating at all. You can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to shop at this place on University that was featured in Sex in the City. Speaking of which, <laughs> and it was La Petite Coquette, or they also, but online yes, called the, yeah. the Little Flirt because nobody knew French. Um, <laughs> and she would always say to me, like she would burst into my dressing room and be like, oh. See, I told you. What did I tell you? Your tits are gorgeous. Now you have to try the strapless. I'm like strapless bras it's not, do not strapless. work on me. I no. want a strapless bra to work on me. I want something that I can wear spaghetti straps with, or a strapless strap, or one of those like off the shoulder things. Yeah, but, you know that would be that's a pipe dream. And I would always say strapless is not going to work. I promise you, it's not going to work. They, mm-hmm. it, she'd say, "Oh no, I have I have the perfect one for your girls." I'm like, it pushes the girls down. I promise. <laughs> and then I would try it on for her just to shut her up, and she mm-hmm. would say, "Eh, let me try some other things." And <laughs> I know, it would end in defeat every time. The upsell in a bra shop is so hard because it's like you're incredibly vulnerable in that position with them too. Yes. And yes. they're just going to keep bringing in things and you're like, I gotta, yes. come on, man. And molesting you. I, yes. can't, oh, I know. Like, I don't want your hands on my tits. 
Yeah. And I don't want, <laughs> I want privacy in the dressing room. Don't yank the curtain open. I'd have to yank it closed and her hand would come in. Yeah, would come around the corner. Through. Oh my like, God. You know, the, <laughs> like a zombie. Keeper. It's terrifying. Yeah, like it's a, a zombie. Exactly. It's titty zombie. It's crazy. It was, well, absolutely. They also have that <laughs> Jiffy Lube thing where they're trying to like make you think you're doing everything wrong, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're trained to yeah. right. exactly. gaslight you. They're there to shame yes. and gaslight you. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. second you walk in, what size are you wearing? Uh, it's a wrong. D. You ain't a D. Yeah. 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 No. You no matter S. what. No. Yeah. yeah no matter mm-hmm. what you say, it's wrong. I get. Mm-hmm. I would love to do a study where I might sit there with a notebook quietly. And every woman that comes in, I want to see what percentage of people they actually say she's wearing the right size. I bet it's zero. <laughs> I almost guarantee. Oh, 100% it's yeah. zero. Of course, because no. why would they be there? Yeah. <laughs> my mother what are we going to sell you? My mother went into one and said she was already anticipating that. And she walked in and said, I know I'm wearing the wrong bra size. And they looked at her and they said, are you wearing one? Wow. <laughs> a neg on a neg. <laughs> wow, she even tried to preempt it and they doubled down. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They double D double D double D her. You cannot hey. outgame them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, God. I think it's better now. Like I have yeah, you know, we all have big boobs and like yeah. it's it's like a journey because it's definitely gotten better. There's way more better um choices and like you can measure yourself at home and probably get something online that like fits pretty well. But it's still like, I don't think people understand that it is like, it's just moving fat to like a different area. So if you do a certain <laughs> thing to it and you squish them, they look fucking weird, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. you know? And so yeah. like strapless bras, yeah, I've still been able to find the right, a right one because like they just squished them. Strangely. I have one strapless bra, you guys, that I've had dead ass for 15 years. Oh yeah. my god! Because I only have to wear it like two or three times a year, right? So I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, that makes sense. And it, this thing is getting pretty gross, but I need to. I actually need to like replace it if I if I even can't. But it's from a brand called Maiden Form. Yeah, you can. Oh, yeah, they'll Maiden discontinue Form. everything you love. Yeah, yeah. So thank <laughs> Always. you. Always. Thank you. I'm glad we yeah. just yeah. get a three. You should get a three D three D printed. Three D printed. Yeah, oh my yeah. god! 3D I printed. should. Yeah, genius. It. Does it does it now have those little um, hairs coming out of it? The little where it's little frayed. centipede arms. Yeah, you know the, yes, wild? exactly. The it's, centipede. Arms. She's holding up pretty good. She's like a black kind of like fake silk. So I'm not getting the centipede mm-hmm. arms. And then like oh, that's good. I think part of the reason I like this bra so much is like on the top it has you know that like rubber stuff that sticks to your skin. Yes. It yeah, kind of yeah. has that so it doesn't like shift around or give you yeah. what I think we can all relate to in the strapless thing, like the double boob. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, the cup. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the muffin. It's like a double chin, but on your muffin tips. Tips. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a miracle. Yeah. Keep that forever. I like, have to. I don't know. Whatever yeah. you have to do to preserve it. <laughs> like, have it frozen. I don't I know. I need a bra seller. <laughs> I need... <laughs> <laughs> I have I have bras that I've kept so long that that stuff you're that adhesive you're talking about mm-hmm. um, sometimes like I'll take the bra off and I'll find the schmutz on my tits yeah. like on the top of them I'm like oh god it came off on me it's no longer the bras no longer yeah and I'll oh, find yeah. it in strange places mm-hmm. but you hold on to them forever because you never know yeah, you do <laughs> no oh you yeah. don't truly They'll disappear. Truly. Oh my gosh, that's a, I had a breast reduction like 10 years ago. So that is like, I'm, I'm oh, very, did? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very spooked by like, oh my God, it came back. Yes. <laughs> but 10 well, years, I, I feel I like think I'm, pretty I think safe. I'm good. Yeah. I'm I, good. Yes. Yeah. I think you're past the, the window on um, the statute of limitations. 
yeah for, mm-hmm. I, for them coming back i hope so i'll find that doctor i'll walk in with my big boobs and throw them down on her desk and be like fix it you do fix it you deal with it. I, went, uh, I mean yeah go ahead this is actually the ultimate combination for me of paperwork and mm. um uh, and like what we're talking about now breast reduction because i i want to get one but i have not looked at all the details because i don't want to deal with the insurance paperwork part of it I'm yes. like all right like just figure it out but you know just it's so daunting uh, anything having to do with insurance is daunting uh, like especially when they reject it Yep. At the doctor, whatever it is. I mean, I had this with the colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't like, covered. Or the anesthesia covered? wasn't covered. Right. Yeah. How does that get not covered? So right. But then they don't cover the anesthesia. So they're like, well, mm-hmm. you can be awake. For, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, exactly. It can, it can hurt really bad. Right. We'll, with we'll the, that part was optional, not essential. Oh. Um, <laughs> like that was, No, that... And so then they sent me, the doctor was supposed to deal with that, but then they sent me to the insurance company to deal with it. And I'm like, okay, now we're just in a world where nothing's you know going to happen ever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. It's an existential <laughs> like, nightmare. So few of us have the patience or the wherewithal um, or the calm center to deal with a situation like that. It's an unrealistic expectation they're placing on us. It and is. the other thing that I hate is like you start to get your 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 pot keeps cooking and you start to get all pissed off. And it one of the things that I find so maddening about it is that very seldom is is it the person who you're talking to's fault. Mm-hmm. So right. you yeah. don't really have anywhere to put this frustration. Exactly. Yeah. I find myself saying over and over, I understand you're doing your job. It's not your fault, but I'm so fucking mad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, can you please put someone on the phone that I can scream at? Well, yeah. I mean, the problem is, is yeah, yes. the person who should be listening to it is like on a beach. half a world away <laughs> on, the, yeah, on their yacht. And yeah. they're certainly not taking this phone call. Oh, yeah. No, I remember not. I had a situation like eight years ago. I forget the exact deal, but like. Blue Cross had like wrongly canceled my insurance for three months. Like I had been paying it and it was showing as not paid. But then I was in this like real catch 22 where every time I would call to deal with it, they'd be like, you don't have an account because it's not paid. And they'd be like, I did pay for it. At one point I had them on like a three-way call with Bank of America. Bank of America was like, yeah, you took the money out of her account. They were like, you know, it was one of those. Mm -hmm. And it was not getting resolved. And I was doing comedy in Denver and I saw that the Blue Cross headquarters was there. (laughs) <laughs> and I seriously considered walking in. Oh, oh I wish you had. <laughs> I'm going to need to speak to a person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like an appointment with Mr. Shield, please. Yeah. yeah. yeah transfer me now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's your music? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, everybody, this is a sign for you. We're going to take a break, but you know what? Go make that call you need to make right yeah. now. Pause us, come back. We give yeah. you two minutes to get something done that you weren't going to get done, and we'll be back in a second. <laughs> two minutes, they don't have time, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be true. four hours on that's, that call. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Put, them on, put them on pause now while you finish the episode. I just wish that they're, yeah, good. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. I'm Laura. And we're going to play a game and ask you some questions to get to know you a little bit better. It's called That's So Random. Mm. Here's the theme song. Hey, Blinken's my dad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I didn't make it up. Oh, my <laughs> God. I can't. It's just like, I mean, That's so random. So random. So freaking random. It really honestly is. That's so, so random. random. Not raven. What you're telling me right now is so random. I can't even. That's a random. Thank God. Random. Wow. Club jam, y'all. Loved it. I was bouncing. <laughs> I think you. it slaps. Do they say that still? Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I like it. Okay. Uh, Laura, have you ever cheated on a board game? Oh, I thought you were going to say on a boyfriend. Oh, yes, yeah, it's in the we're book. Like, let's go the really exciting <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cheated on a on a board game. Um, I always tried to, like when I was playing with my dad, and he would say, are we playing by the Laura rules or are we playing by the real rules? And oh. I would be like, um, the Laura rules? I like, I prefer. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, when you're no, a kid, you you yeah. got Laura rules when yes, you're a kid, of course. Yes, but I don't think I've effectively cheated at a board game. Although, if I were to see if we were playing something like, um, I'm trying to think of them like if you're drawing something and no one's oh no one's supposed to see your cards. If I mm. get a flash of someone's cards, I'm not well, the first you, person to on, say. Yeah. I'm not the first person to say I just saw your cards. That yeah, makes sense. That's, you, fair. That's, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and and I think that's um, don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I have. Um, I actually have a confession. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Go this on. is really stupid. Well, well, Laura. Yesterday mm-hmm. we did a twenty-four hour live stream. We literally stayed up all night Whoa. for our Patreon. <laughs> members and less than 24 hours ago we were finishing the live stream Mm -hmm. we were playing operation yeah which classic and i went first and the nose did buzz but no one said anything so i so my first with my first bone that That is a hard one to cheat on it it didn't buzz the nose just lit up for like 0.0 seconds but the audience the audience was seeing it and didn't say anything so i was like all right oh they saw it light up so that's a pity cheat damn (laughs) damn babs you changed the whole course of the game yeah damn but then by the end we were all just like we're in it together it doesn't matter we yeah. hadn't slept for 24 hours. I mean, it was as stressful as actual surgery. Like, we were so sleep-deprived trying to use those tweezers. And it's startling. When the yeah. Yes. It is startling. And you do kind of realize it's a really fucked-up game because it's literally you're getting paid to take away someone's bones, but then a specialist gets paid more money, and you're like, this is just a weird... Yeah, what a yeah. weird commentary and on all of it. It, it is <laughs> frightening, and it teaches you that really nobody, nobody is qualified to be a surgeon. 
including your surgeon. Yeah, and I'm glad we have picking bones out of anyone. Yeah. I just had to come clean. I'm sorry, it came up. Thank you for your confession. Yeah. Go back. You can watch the tape. You can go. Yeah. No, I have mad respect for you for. Hey, thank you. Yeah, that's the that's what we should a vulnerable share. <laughs> okay, Laura. Wait, I found a good one. Where is it? Um, what is one concept you cannot understand, no matter how hard you try? Oh, that is a good one. Hedge fund. Oh, good <laughs> answer. Great I, answer. I, I mean, honestly, like, like God, if only I knew what a hedge fund was, I could be so rich. Mm-hmm. I could. Yeah, do like one. if I could, if I knew what that was, maybe I could manage one. But and yet. I know yeah. that people manage them, but I don't know yeah. what they do. Yes. Well, and I read enough news stories that I know that there are people managing them that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they, right. most people seem like do a bad job of managing them, yeah. and a lot of them. Yeah, I think yeah. when you hear about them, it's because they haven't managed them. Yes, totally. I think <laughs> I. It's possible that they too have absolutely no idea what a hedge fund is. Those people <laughs> running them, but I have a feeling they could at least bullshit their way through the answer. If they were asked what they do. Yeah. Or they would offer the question or cocaine and then we would forget the question, I think is probably what (laughs) often happens in Mm -hmm. the situation with a hedge fund manager. Yeah, anything (laughs) with stocks and, oh my God, I'm I'm really bad with all that that shit. Shorting, I can't. Shorting, please. Are you kidding? I I feel like if they had put it to us that way in high school, like math, if you get real into calculus, you're going to learn how to like fuck people over. That may have incentivized more people to pay attention. Or to learn right. that you aren't how to not get fucked over by stuff, too. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah that, definitely that, too, cases. But, that too. But I'm talking about like the kind of like the people that are really good at money, mm-hmm. like they understand numbers in a way like like when we talk about like like what's it called? Not shorting, but where you like invest in something failing. That is shorting. No, that, that's shorting. No, no, that's shorting. That's shorting through it's, um, the stock market. It's insider market. trading. Yeah, no. like insider trading. <laughs> There's another word that somebody that knows more about money than me was probably thinking right now. But um, <laughs> anyway, that kind of stuff where they're like, they're betting against betting against betting against betting against. Like yeah. they're breaking. They, oh, that, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, talking about. Like that kind of stuff I think requires like an understanding of like a calculus kind of math. Yeah, yeah. That like to get or, really yes. rich, you kind of have to have that math knowledge. Right. Yes. Or just maybe really good instincts about, I mean, I think those people are also really good poker players and Mm. just. Well, and also they make it all more complicated than Mm -hmm. it needs to be or seem more complicated so that you, it does seem too far away from you. Well, a lot of them are also born into money. So they have more to gamble with. They have more to win. Yes. 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 That's true. Being able to buy in is huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so much. I saw like one diagram forever ago that was like at different levels of wealth like this is what gets opened up to you and then like some so many things you don't even get to use as ways of investing in money unless you have like over a hundred million dollars just because it's like the amount that you could invest is too small for stuff to fuck with to even care about you so it just won't even unlock new ways to like make money on money so you're saying Um, that's why i never win at the penny slots yes (laughs) yeah this is why million pennies Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd be yeah, okay. guaranteed almost yeah so maybe yeah. break even mm-hmm. I don't, I'm actually sure. there's a really interesting tiktok i follow that's a guy who like shows you how arcade games work like you know those ones where like the coins all spill or yeah. just like 
different yeah. one. He shows you the chances of like you winning and also like how you might actually win and how little it actually is. It's really interesting. It really makes me be like, oh, right. It is gambling. Like you yeah. think that you're like, no, I'm going to get it. And he shows you like how often the the slot machine pays out or this pays out. Yes. I had a math teacher in college. I actually took math in college. Wow. Um, it got it got me out of a lot of other credits and that's why I did it. And uh, <laughs> like I didn't have to take five courses when everyone was taking five per semester. I could I, I was able to take just four, which was great. So it was worthwhile. And also worthwhile was that she explained, uh, she diagrammed your chances of winning the lottery, of playing the lottery and the cost of playing the lottery versus winning. And then you just, it discouraged me from ever buying a Powerball ticket, which is actually the only way you win. So I don't know if she did me a favor. It could be that I would have won by now. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I, Yeah. I feel that. I'm always like, I could win the lottery someday. That'd be pretty funny. I've never played it. Uh, but You've never played it, Brandy? <laughs> right. Not once Not re- in your life? Nah, I've never really because, bought lottery Probably tickets. because of this. Because of this. Yeah. It yeah. just never seemed like... Because it's also... I have... We, we have like several... I know several people in my life who have won very big jackpots for things. Really? And yeah. Not like in the millions, but in... Well, actually, yes, in the millions. But like I... Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm also like, oh, because I know you, that has made my odds even harder because how right. many winners know a winner personally already too? So to yes. me, that's like, oh, well, all it right. took you out of the running. Yeah. 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 Thanks a yeah. lot, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Josh Androsky. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like when... We'll the, say um, it. Yes, yeah. those like one in four, one in four. Um, get there used to be posters on the bus that said one in one of these four women will have lupus. Yeah, and I was like, okay, if I know one person out of my four that, friends, that means that I don't have it, I, then I won't <laughs> get it. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, that's just how statistics works, you guys. It that, is. Exactly. That's exactly how it works. I'm gonna rescind my earlier statement. We all did great in math. We are nailing it. This is exactly. <laughs> yes, we are. Pizza, our doctor. We're going pizza. We're fine. Yeah, yeah. We're pizza, our doctor. We are doctor. We'll be do, doing colonoscopies at an inflated rate. Yeah. <laughs> Through our hedge fund. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Hedge fund or colonoscopy. That's another game show. That's our second. Uh, man, we're just pitching out <laughs> ideas all day. You gotta have a backup pitch. Yeah. This is a good question. Okay, Laura, what is your personal mantra? My personal mantra. It really, truly is. I'm not making this up. The title of my book, Tough Titties. Nice. Because it is my response to anything really that I am supposed to do, expected to do, that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And like, you want me to have kids? Tough titties. You want me to climb the corporate ladder? Tough titties. You want me to do <laughs> life this way? Yeah, tough titties. Not going to happen. So that is really, truly my mantra. Otherwise, I don't really have a mantra that That's I don't That's a good do. one, It's though, just because... what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. And you talk in your book about being... Uh, child free by choice, right? Yes. And was yes. that something I must, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but was that something that you knew sort of your whole life or is that a decision you came to? Yes and no. Um, I did, my whole life I spent waiting to want kids and mm. it didn't happen. I w- mm. It was always mm-hmm. positioned to me as when you have kids, someday when you have kids. So I always yeah. expected this someday to happen the someday where I wanted to have kids and then I would have kids. And then when it 
when I entered my baby making years and everyone was like, when are you having kids? Are you having kids? Do you want kids? Um, I, my answer was always mm, not yet, or I'm yeah. waiting to want them eventually, I guess when I want them, I'll have them. And then of course the answer would be everyone's proselytizing when you're, when you're on the fence. So it was always course, like, yeah. well, you're never ready until you have them. Like you're never ready to have them. And then there's there no way to be ready. Mika, yeah. Right. There was uh, Mika Brzezinski's book that came out during that time, which was don't forget to have kids. Like, oops, forgot to, ew. no. Um, yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yes. Ew. Like a to-do like, list item that keeps like getting pushed over to the next week. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I kind of knew that I didn't want them but didn't want to come to that conclusion. So certainly, because also there was no evidence out mm-hmm. there that you could live a happy, fulfilling life as a woman and without having kids. Mm-hmm. And I kept Googling for like celebrity, older celebrities without kids. And all that came up was Oprah, mm-hmm. who, as we know, has it all except kids. <laughs> and Dame <laughs> Helen Mirren. Dame Helen Mirren was the only celebrity that would come up in these Google searches. And then, uh, you know, celebrities who didn't have kids, who had so far failed to have kids, were (laughs) plentiful. There was an abundance of those, like poor Jennifer Aniston, you know, heartbreak for Jen, she's not pregnant. Heartbreak for Jen, she's, you know, uh, the poor Jennifer Aniston. Her and the word heartbreak have been on on uh, magazines uh, so yeah. many times. So Can many you? Times. I would go. Meanwhile, every totally time crazy. I see her, I'm like, is there a more clear picture of just living your best life? Yeah, I'm yeah, like, right. you look, you do not look heartbroken. She's you look like you're gorgeous. loving it. She's glowing. <laughs> yes. She's always doing yoga. Yes, always. So she's, no, she's hydrated. Perfect. She has yes. the perfect pair of tits. If she had kids, those would not be no. still so. Perfect, nice. <laughs> Isn't that funny too? How like this? Pre- I, th- I think a lot of that. Uh, you're gonna um, eventually, eventually, it is, does come from like pressure that's put on us from childhood and having a baby doll, and we should want to be moms and all that. But I think again, this happens so much to women. But not only are we, how, do we face this insane, unrealistic pressure to have kids? At the exact same time from childhood, we face insane, unrealistic pressure to have a quote unquote perfect body. Right. Okay. So we are supposed to pop human <laughs> beings out of our body and look like Barbie dolls for 80 years. That totally mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> With not 90. Now, now, yeah, that, yeah, now yeah. that 90 is the new 70 or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, you really let it go at 80. You really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know uh, 85 year olds who are on Ozempic uh, for other, for medical reasons, yeah. but loving the effects. Helen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Martha Stewart, who looked amazing in that Sports Illustrated. Color, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. She was so fucking hot. But I guess she was like loading up on Pilates ahead of that, which I, mm-hmm. in truth, would be too. But like, oh, wait, yeah. Does it ever end? It doesn't. It doesn't. No, no. no it the never answer. ends. To, like, till you're on your deathbed, you're, it's probably set, like, well, she was looking pretty thin. She fit great in that, you know, <laughs> in, great in that coffin. Yeah. <laughs> I have a joke about that sort of where I was like, I, you know, so frustrated with body image standards. I was like, I'm just going to start wearing one of those fake hot bikini t-shirts under my clothes so that when I get naked in front of a guy and then on my deathbed, I'm just going to be like, never be yourself. And that'll be it. (laughs) (laughs) Final words. I do think it's getting better. I think that the younger generations are seeing 
through the bullshit a lot more, you know? It's always going to be there, obviously. But I do think that, like, I've seen women who are younger, like, trying to bust through those... I think yes. I thought that two years ago, but then and I'm now thinking I realized that I think that was a trend that was popular for like a year. I th- well, I think it's <laughs> yeah, it might have just been a yes. trend. Like body positivity is still, I think it's still hot, but <laughs> then there's the, they have the warring thing of like, yeah, the trend mm-hmm. of body positivity and wearing that crop top, no matter how big your muffin top. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then on the other side of it, like still looking at TikTok videos of uh, thigh gap, like yeah. how to have right, thigh of gap. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah. So, that's what I mean. I guess they're always gonna. I think they're always gonna coexist. But I, as someone who's like trying to find the body positivity more, I do find it easier to find and seeing yes, that yeah. like yeah. younger people, I do think are at least trying to lead the charge and you know, yeah. Yeah. fucking accept it because yeah it them. is but you really yeah. have to work it's so much work to like take yourself out of that mindset and oh, like yeah. it's not it's not something you can passively do you know and that's no. exa- exhausting well, yeah i have a whole chapter on it in tough titties called watch the potato chips because that's what my pediatrician used to say to me when he weighed me when and from Are you serious age, yeah mm-hmm. he was like eh, watch the potato chips and he'd say it every year. Oh, and God. Yeah, I remember being at the pediatrician and having, I, my mind must have been, yeah, at most six years old, seven years, mm-hmm. like kindergarten, first grade, and having the nurse or doctor be like, let's see how many cookies you've eaten and putting me on the scale. I have a memory of that. Yeah. Yes. Jesus right. Christ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors can be and some of the biggest fat shamers sometimes. Oh, yes. Really. And, and, I was, and, and they're often fat. And you yeah. were not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Yeah, you're like I'm I just also, I'm a growing person actually. <laughs> I was thinking about this recently too. I have I have a memory of like being the, around that age and like watching TV with my mom and like I remember being in like first or second grade and being aware that the appearance of fine line and wrinkles was something you really needed to worry about. Oh yes. Mm. Right. Um, yeah. like what would they say tripods oh, and age spots age spots um, age defying i mean it, like so like when it, it was like we don't ever have an, a point in this existence where we are not aware that aging is this terrible thing that your body is decaying that you should be ashamed of signs of staying yes. alive no, yeah absolutely and there's a whole I've, i'm seeing this whole thing about like filters are for old people uh which is a trap i saw busy phillips post that like one of her daughters told her that that filters are for old people she's like so i'm never ever using a filter again but <laughs> filters make you look younger it's a trap what are you supposed to do you don't use a filter and then you look like an old person you do mm-hmm. use a filter and then you're an old person for using a filter exactly so, <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. and like and, and look we all, Gwyneth Paltrow is a very polarizing figure, has done some problematic shit. We always have to get that caveat. I, she cracks me up. I, I love her. I like her. I like I, I think she's, everything I kind of want from a celebrity was there for the trial, loved it. Not in person, but you know what I mean. Uh, oh, those were so good. So good. Yes. So entertaining. But like the week before she had that skiing trial, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was that video of her yes. on TikTok. Like, yeah, I wake up. I have a bone bra. Oh, her, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then a nut. And then, yeah. And, and, and my kind of take, I was like, what did you guys think Gwyneth Paltrow ate? Get real, right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's what she. That's what, that's she, what eats. she eats. But that's also, apparently, they people taking out context, and they had said like, "What's something you eat when you're trying?" It was a specific question that people thought that's what she ate I literally bet. every day. I bet. Yeah. yeah. So, but then what I thought was really kind of gross is like on top of that, I guess people who were like, uh, "This is anorexic," like don't say that. They were all talking shit about how quote unquote old and tired she looked, 
And it was exactly. like, she's just right. not wearing makeup, you asshats. Like, yeah. <laughs> And so yeah. how are you so Man. much more high and mighty? Like you're acting like she's so anti-body positivity, but here you are like being yeah. shitting on how shitting she looks. on her appearance. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. But that's always how it goes. Yeah. It, it it's is. Almost like, it's almost like we can't win. <laughs> no, there's no winning. Even Gwyneth Paltrow can't win. Luckily she won the ski trial. Thank that God. Was... <laughs> she can win the ski trial. Yeah, we can all win the ski trial at the very least. <laughs> but like, yeah, the whole, I mean, there is absolutely no winning. You are you can't be seen trying to look younger. Like if, basically, if you have work done, it has to be work so good that nobody knows you You did. can't tell. That's yeah. it. That's the only way to win, which is what I'm aiming for, really. That's same. Like, when I, I've gone to whatever the fuck Laura Vanderpump is doing, dear God, Lisa I don't Vanderpump? know. With Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump, Laura? Yes. I'm, I miss. I combined your names, Lisa Vanderpump. I swear to God. Oh. I mean, I obviously she's had work, but I'm like, you fucking look so good. I cannot. I am like stunned by her every time I see her. I think I feel like there's a little too much filler is. for my taste. Um, I've been saying that, and I probably shouldn't say this, but like, I should be so lucky, so lucky that Bethany Frankel comes after me, but (laughs) I think she's making a big stink about being authentic and real and telling everybody what you've had done. I feel like for sure she's had things done that she's not telling us about. Like there's no way. And it's like, you can tell us or you can't, you don't have, nobody has to fucking tell anybody anything. sorry, but the owner of the skinny margarita franchise franchise has had work done and I say this as a Bravo-holic. I don't think they let you on the network if you haven't had at least one thing done. No. Yeah, that's standard. By your second season. They let you on first season. (laughs) But if you want to stay a second season, you've got to correct everything that you see on the screen from your first season. Exactly. And that's what they all do. You have to, you've got to lose weight. You've got to shave down your chipmunk cheeks if you have those. Bethany Frankel. The shaving Um, down the... The uh, cheek thing, Halloween cheek thing, that freely freaks oh, me yes. out. Feels like that's right. going to backfire the pretty buccal, hard. Buccal yeah. fat. Buccal fat. Ooh. Fat. Feels that's, like that's going to come back around. And man, if that's not the yes. definition of a fucking trend, I don't know what is. <laughs> and well, then yeah. also, like, just like the eyebrows Fill your cheeks back up two years from like, now. Great. So, Keep following so, all the shit. Great job. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm uh, born in 69. So... You know, nice. in the good number, right? Uh-oh. It's the only cool year. Got to and so, <laughs> so I went through, I was in my 20s during the skinny eyebrow craze. Oh, oh yeah. Pencil thin. And so. Oh, we also it, did too. Don't worry. It comes back you around. Them, you did them too? Mm-hmm. Okay, it was good. It was around at our time. I mean, I, I opted yes, out it at was. least. But it yeah. Was. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you were in school, you also, you did it too, yeah. probably. Um, but so the eyebrow, the skinny brows, and now the patchy brows are the giveaway of mm-hmm. age. Like, oh, you went through that. Eventually, if you don't have full cheeks, that's going to mm-hmm. be the giveaway. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're right. Pump them full of filler, I, though, been, baby. Keep coming yeah, back. Pull them in and out. Them in and out. Yeah, I've been watching, like, I love to watch, like, forever. Forensic Files. And it's so fun to watch the eyebrows in that show. They get oh, th- the thinness. Oh. That's oh, when you can really you tell what area you're in. Oh, oh, oh. oh the, for, no, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> no, not the method. The time I just period. mean the style. Yes. It's the style. Yeah. Yes. No. Lovely. What's the real That's crime true. on that show, honey? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> the tweezer did it. 
Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We've all got okay. We gotta we gotta tweeze. We'll be right back in a second, everybody. <laughs> be right back. Everybody, we're back in Lady to Lady. I'm Babs. I'm Brandy. I'm Tess. I'm Laura. And it's time for Lady Problems. Y'all have been sending us some, but hey, send us some more. Lady to Lady Comedy at gmail.com. You can also give us a call at 323 6 30. Here we go. I hope you are all well. I have a lady problem for you. Um, I am 23 years old, and I am in a mostly happy relationship with my 22-year-old girlfriend. My biggest problem right now is that she doesn't drive. She is really scared to drive and is really embarrassed for not knowing how to drive yet. Um, so this means that for the past seven months that we've been dating, I've driven us everywhere. We live in a mid-sized city with shitty public transport, and she lives in the suburbs. So she is a 25 to 30 minute drive each way on the highway for me that I do once a week so that we can hang out. My car is kind of a piece of shit, so I've been having a lot of problems with it since we started dating because I've never had to drive it around this much. I am a full-time graduate student, so I cannot afford a new car. She works full-time and still lives with her parents, so she has the ability to save up for driving lessons and to start her car. Every time I bring up her trying to drive, she gets so upset with me that it almost or does actually bring her to tears. I am starting to get really frustrated about bearing the burden of being the transporter and it being my fault if we're not able to see each other because of my car issues. How do I overcome this obstacle in my relationship? Is it fixable on my end? Like, can I just get over it? Or does she need to learn how to drive and save up for her own car to take some of the weight off of me? Um, I appreciate all your help. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Okay, bye. Oh, I've been there. Oh, yeah, I've Laura. Yeah, Laura's. I, I was am, watching I'm a an emotional. Driver. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm 53 years old and I do not drive. Though I have a license, I got a license when I was 20, okay. and always keep it up because I know that I'm never going to pass a road test again. Um, <laughs> but it it is a tough one because I too am someone who not as much as the girlfriend in this situation but I am somebody who should learn to drive. And it, it, uh, I've always made sure, I've always lived in a city. I grew up in New York. I stayed in New York. Um, now we have a home in Sag Harbor, but it's in the village so that I can walk. But it's a pain in the ass for my husband. It's not <laughs> super fun. There are many times when he said, I wish you drove. And I'll say, do you really? And he'll say, well, not really. I just wish you were good at it. And so really <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what can I ask? Like, why do why why do you have no interest in driving? Because I'm bad at it, and mm-hmm. although when I was younger, I that wasn't proven yet, and I no, it was actually my I failed my first road te- road test. I'm wondering if the girlfriend has had like has tried, has mm-hmm. attempted mm-hmm. in the past, and been so bad at it that she's shook. Um, and doesn't, and is afraid of, well, death. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scared, I mean, the stakes are high with driving. The stakes no, are high. And, yes. and like, there is a, yeah, that actually does, that's an interesting and good perspective because, yeah, like, this isn't darts. It's yeah. A, it's a several <laughs> ton vehicle. People's lives are on the line. And, like, yeah, I guess it's like, if you know you're not good at it, why yeah. place anyone in jeopardy? But then there's a part of me, too, that's like, but how much of that could you get better? Like, is there, I'm, I'm trying to assess for this person, her question of like, should the girlfriend learn or is it yeah. the kind of thing where it's like, you do just need to accept if someone's like, I, not comfortable behind the wheel. I guess I kind right. of feel like you don't have to learn to jive. Nobody has to, but you're also just responsible for just being as little of a pain in the ass as possible and just getting yourself there then. Like then right. I guess you yeah. just spend a lot of money on Lyft, on Lyft. or yeah. Uber. Right. That's you know? what it should be. Yeah. She, yeah. Should, yeah. she yeah. should accommodate by taking Lyft or whatever she can mm-hmm. or getting other people to drive her rather yeah. than putting the whole burden on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. It is, it's so hard to get someone to do something they don't want to do. So I yeah. really feel for the person who called in. Like that's like... Yeah. Well, you can't. A, the thing you is, can't. you just can't. You, you can't. Can. Yeah. They'll resent but you. They have to come also, to it themselves. I will say, yeah. like, because, like, I, I had one, one of my boyfriends, like, didn't have a car for, like, years. Mm-hmm. And in theory, it is, like, yeah, you take the bus, you lift it, you do you. Mm-hmm. But in practice, like, when that's your significant other, the you, just, you end yeah. up driving them. Because yeah. you're like, yes. all right, I know it's going to take you an hour and a half to get to work on the bus. I'll just drive you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like those kind of things end up kind of happening over and over. And like, I think sometimes the partner does find alternate transportation things. But I think when it's like someone you care about and you're wanting to do things together anyway, you kind of mm-hmm. default to the person with the car yeah. using it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, when I started dating Adam, he didn't have a car. Um, his scrub phase, as I like to call it. And <laughs> he... Uh, and, you know, he did. He lived about the same, even though, like, he was somewhat close to me in L.A., that was a 25-30 minute drive when I was seeing him, mm-hmm. you know, because of traffic. And, yeah, it did become frustrating. He did. He would take the bus to me and stuff sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got annoying. And, like, I get it, you know. But you are, you're going to see her once a week. That's not that bad. Like, in the grand scheme yeah, of yeah, things, yeah. driving once a week. It's not like way. she's driving her to work or things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not the worst. Um... So I think you just need to like sit down. I think you just really need to have a conversation where it's like, what does the future look like with this specifically? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you planning on it? Because I need to know if you're planning on it. If you're not, then like that's something we need to work around where, yeah, you are going to have to pay to lift out to me like once yeah. in a while because it's just too much. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I think you need a little bit of an answer about if she ever plans to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't, then you can like get more informed about how to move forward. And I don't know. Maybe if she's crying every time you talk about taking a driving lesson, I kind of think let it go. Let that go. And maybe yeah. the conversation does need to be a little bit more about like, all right, practically speaking, I kind of like it would mean so much to me if you were meeting me a little bit more in the middle. So like, when can you take the bus? When can yeah. you lift? Like, how often can you do things like that? That yeah. seems like a more realistic, especially if she, it sounds like she's got a little bit of uh, disposable income. Like, that's money for Uber. Yeah. And, no, if yes. you're, like, working full-time, living with your parents, it's like, yeah, they, you should have money for that kind of stuff. I mean, hopefully, ideally, you yeah. know. But, or, like, maybe it's, like, she drives to, or she she Ubers to meet you wherever you guys are going on a date or whatever, and then you drive yeah, her home you afterwards. Halfway. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, or, like, yeah, just... The, the the expectation can't be that you drive everywhere all the time. Like, that's no. not, no. Yeah, I will say, I don't want to, like, totally brag, but my husband, when I first started dating him, had a DUI. And um, 
Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he was not able to drive when we first started dating. And show off. Uh, thank you. And I do you remember one night we were like walking home from the bar and he hailed the bus as though it was a cab. And I was like, that's <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, make it work. <laughs> But then when his like DUI was up or whatever, he was like, you know, I might just like keep not driving. And I just without, I I was like, oh no, you're getting your license back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to call the DMV today. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Going to need you to drive again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Like, you know, like Laura knows she's not good. I think, I mean, honestly, more people should realize I'm not good at driving. I should. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of wild that like most people do it, even though most, a lot of people are not good at it. Well, it sucks when you're crazy to me. Yeah. It sucks when you're in a city that doesn't have good transpo it's like really frustrating yes that's really and hard. then when you've been in a city that does have good transportation it's incredibly maddening to then be in one that doesn't and you're like this i would happily do this all the time if i didn't if if yeah. it was available no yeah often. if i lived in yeah exactly mm-hmm. new york i mean la's transport it's it's not great it, it's, it's okay but it's not great um yeah but yeah i think i think also like i mean i'm just relating to like I do drive a lot. My boyfriend, like, you know, he has very, like, just a lot of stuff going on at once Mm -hmm. is hard, you know, he's sensitive to that. And so I'll drive when we're, like, in the city and he'll drive when we're out of the city, usually. And he's like, when we're in the city, it's just like, there's just so much going on. And, like, I have a hard time processing all of it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's what your girlfriend's going through, but I think... It, like we said, it makes sense. It's a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. to drive. It's a it is it's as it scary. Should be. It's a big deal. Like yeah, it should be anxiety inducing. Yeah, right. Yes. So I don't know if like maybe you know maybe there's something where she's scared about just getting in a car, and this it could be far away. Like we said, you don't want to like approach it too much, but. Maybe she needs to like see that driving can be fun and maybe you could take her to do a test drive with your car somewhere super safe, you know, middle of nowhere yeah. where she could like test it out for a second and see like, oh, I'm actually driving and it's not fucking terrifying because mm-hmm. I'm just like in a, you know, par- empty parking lot. I actually yeah. love that idea. Again, I don't want to brag, but I learned how to drive when I was 11. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> because my family had a farm and so our dad yeah. would just be like, there's nothing to hit here. And yeah, he would just right. have us drive right, around. Right, exactly. And I think learning how to drive, it was like learning how to drive sort of with that idea of like, no matter what, like you're not going to hit anything kind of allowed me to get the confidence Yeah, yeah. to feel safe. So yeah, yeah you like, need to, to there's field. nothing to hit here. That's You need to take her to a there's nothing to hit. Yeah. Area. That's a really good idea. <laughs> it is. Because, yeah. I mean, for sure you'd be doing her a huge favor if you could, and you know this, if you could get her to drive, mm-hmm. to try it. Because I, I do... Well, my, my dad gave me the incentive when I was, uh, and I didn't want to try again for my license. He gave me the incentive, I'll help you buy a used car oh, wow. if you get your license. And I really wanted one for college. Like I wanted to be able to drive myself home and mm-hmm. drive to Baskin Robbins and et cetera, um, and not drive with drunk drivers. Yeah. And that was incentive enough for me to learn and take lessons. And I felt, I mean, I feel like lessons are the safest thing. Like you're mm-hmm. in a car it could be that she does, that your girlfriend doesn't know this that you're in a car with somebody who's on who has dual controls and so can operate the wheel and the brakes on their mm-hmm. side of the car mm-hmm. um, but it is it, again it is so hard to get somebody to do something they're dead set against doing yeah. and change for a relationship and that's the most frustrating thing yeah. about relationships yeah so okay i'm glad we talked this out because now i'm like this is what we have to do 
it's got to be it. I, I'm back to my opinion of like she don't, let go of the driving for now. Mm-hmm. Tell her she's got to step up more and sh- sh- let it get annoying enough for her. Mm. Yeah. To make that decision herself and think yeah, it's her. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's great. really that's a really great idea. Yeah. That's really good. And then like maybe find her favorite band. Maybe like make a fake flyer that's like come we're coming to a town near you and you have to drive from this place yeah and then you have to be no you're busy that night so if she wants to see them she has to figure it out yeah and it's in a place with no public transit and then training montage yeah Yeah. but maybe valet parking so it's not that intimidating yeah there we go yeah the parking Mm -hmm. is parking is terrible seriously it's like skiing kind of in that way where the stopping is really the issue Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're good to go. Then. Man, I learned to drive Nothing. mostly in Philly, and I'm I'm deeply thankful that I learned in an East Coast city because I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like I've been screamed at in every kind yes. of weather. Uh, it just really teaches you how to do it right. Yeah, you're definitely <laughs> thrown into the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck. I think. Good luck. It'll if be okay. Real, I know it's like really stressful right issue, now. That's all. Oh, that's it. I yes. feel like you're fine. Like this yeah. is definitely like a, not a deal breaker issue. I don't think really. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's surmountable. Yeah. How if you know what? See how she steps up to the answer. And I think that would also like be indicative of other things probably too, you know, but like, yeah, I hope she respects it and gets it. Yeah. Um, I yeah. also do feel like couples, there's always like Babs, you're, it sounds like you're the driver in yours. Like Sean's mm-hmm, definitely mm-hmm, the driver. Like mm-hmm. if Sean and I are in a car, I'm not going to be driving. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm definitely by far a passenger princess above a driver. But well, and I get, I also forgot that the caller said that her car is kind of like not shit. That's that, tough. And that yeah. that's hard. Tough. Yes. Yeah, and that's real. A shitty car is real, and it's that is stressful. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, so like, I, I do. Want, yeah. yeah, I do think that your girlfriend should kick in on the car expenses mm. for sure. Yes. Like, mm. you basically co-own the car if you are doing mm. all the driving. Much, if you're yeah. using the car for her pick her up, et cetera, you co-own that car. She should mm-hmm. pay accordingly. She yeah. should be paying you like you're the Uber driver. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> is, she giving, <laughs> is she giving gas money? Is she paying for dinners? Like, yeah. It, what is, how yeah. is that? It, better be, it better be the ass if it's not the cash or the grass. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. My favorite bumper sticker ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you got, I I mean, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I know it's frustrating, but yeah, you guys will get through this. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for calling. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Laura, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been so much fun. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Thank you for having me and bringing me in on the games and the and of the course. advice. Yeah. You're so welcome. Loved it. <laughs> yes. Let everyone know where they can follow you online, where they can buy tough titties and anything else you want to shout out. Yes. Okay, so tough titties is at toughtittiesbook.com. Don't go to toughtitties.com. I can't mm. tell you what you're going to find there. <laughs> toughtitties.book.com. And my digital home is talkingshrimp.com. That's the name of my company. And then on Instagram, which is my most comfortable platform, I am at Laura Belgray. I never make it easy. Never one handle. Um, but at Laura Belgray on Instagram. And then, yeah, toughtittiesbook.com is most important for you to have in your mind. Hell yeah. Awesome. Check out toughtittiesbook.com, guys, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Three, two, three, six but 30. It's six but 30 somewhere. Hi. Um, so this is a comment. 
I just woke up and um, had some coffee before I called you guys so that I could get my head together. And I had a dream that I was in a meet lineup with you guys. And I met, got to meet you guys. And I started crying. And I was freaking out and telling you guys how much I loved you. And you were all super awesome and super nice. And it was, I don't know, just the coolest fucking dream. So <laughs> thank you guys for visiting me in my sleep, I guess. Love you guys so much. Thank you so much for the pod and, oh, my gosh, getting me through my 21st birthday. So appreciate it. Hey, ladies. Um, I called a couple weeks ago. It's Jade again. Um, so I've been heavily thinking about your music videos for your theme song. And the beef of the week one I think would be great if, you are in a newsroom. I'm not sure who did the market, but whoever does that, then, you know, the beef, 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 beef. I think it would be great to do, like, a solo, like, solo, you know, and everybody kind of does their own little thing. Um, I think that would be fun. And, yeah, I just love you guys so much. Um, I was so excited to hear my voice. And you guys definitely definitely need a soundtrack of all your theme songs because I randomly catch myself, you know, um, singing like, here's a bonus episode. (laughs) Um, But I love you ladies. Have a great day. Thank you. Lady to Lady is produced by Katie Levine. Get tons of bonus content, discounted tickets for live shows, and lots more at patreon.com slash lady to lady. Follow us on Instagram at lady, the number two, lady comedy, and give your input on lady problems and get info about upcoming live shows. And hey, don't forget to follow our individual accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Babs Gray, Brand Dazzle, and Testify Barker. Follow Lady to Lady on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, you can rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Lady to Lady merch.